Portobello, Edinburgh's seaside. This is a thriving, growing community with people doing all sorts of interesting things in the arts, sport and heritage. They all have their stories to tell, which is why we have the Portie Podcast. Along at the western end of Portobello, Breadshare is a social enterprise determined to change our attitudes to food, to bread in particular. The business was started in the borders about six years ago by two Australians, Deborah Riddell and Jeff Crow. But they moved to Portobello to be closer to the Edinburgh market. Their business model is interesting. Profit doesn't really seem to figure high in their list of priorities. They exude a passion, not just for their product, a wide range of different artisan breads, but for educating the world about the importance of eating it as part of a healthier diet. It's paid dividends in the form of awards. At this year's Food Awards Scotland, it was named Bakery of the Year. Back in Australia, Deborah and Jeff had been IT consultants, so this is a very major change of the direction. I met them in their busy, fairly noisy premises and started by asking Deborah about how they got into this business in the first place. Well, there was a group of people in the borders who had been thinking about and talking about setting up a community bakery for about two years prior to that. And what happened is Jeff and myself came along to do a bread-making course at Andrew Whitley's Bread Matters. And while we were there, it was suggested that they were trying to set up a community bakery and all they needed was someone to do the work. So they kind of volunteered you? Yes. (laughs) We were willing volunteers. We were were looking for an opportunity. (laughs) to do something worthwhile so it was, it was an opportunity for us as well so we were, we were kind of willing and they, were, they did volunteer us but. and it is important to note that our primary motivation now and then is that we have an adult disabled son Alex who's in the bakery working at the moment and the idea was always to do something with him that we could do as a family and to give him a, a I don't know a more satisfactory meaningful work life which is where we'd come from. So we were on a journey to find out what we could do together and what could give Alex a meaningful work life. And a bakery seems to have worked. <laughs> so you started off in the borders, but you're now here, you've got a very strong presence here in, in Portobello. Mm-hmm. That was partly because we needed to grow as a business, but also grow as a social enterprise. Being in the borders, we were hidden away a little bit. We are on a farm, in a barn. It was nice, but you know, very few people knew where we were, and when we had people come and visit, there's not many places for them to go, and it was hard to get to. So we, we wanted to expand to get more reach, but we also needed to expand from a purely business perspective. We needed to keep revenues up so that we could run as a business. We'd always been selling our bread into Edinburgh, so we thought the natural move was Edinburgh. And a, an opportunity came up with First Port to um, get some seed funding to make a jump, and it was called the Launch Me program, and we were successful in our bid for that. So we got some seed funding, not enough, but enough to move out of the, the barn and find a place here in Edinburgh to set up. We chose Portobello. Yeah. So we'd been coming to the farmer's market here in Portobello for probably more than a year, 18 months, before we moved the premises here. We also Googled artisan bakeries in Edinburgh and the, and the last one was kind of Manor House Bakery on Easter Road and there was nothing further east so it, it looked opportune for us to set up somewhere in Portobello. Also, we don't have a lot of money so we didn't want to pay high rents so we weren't... So everything sort of pointed to Portobello. Plus, I like to be by the sea. 
Portobello, we thought, would be accepting of us and embrace what we believed in and the social aspects of it. And it was true. As soon as we opened our doors, everything doubled more than we expected. We did a soft launch. And so only social media knew about it, which meant that everyone in Portobello knew because social media is very big in Portobello. (laughs) Um, We spent the last two years trying to get the rest of Edinburgh to understand that we exist, but uh, I think everyone in Portobello knows that we exist. Just give me an idea of the range of products that that you, you make here. Well, it's all bread. We started with bread, and the range of products is based around sourdough breads. So we've got 21 or 22 different products that we started with when we began in the borders and we've largely kept to those product sets. But as we've gone along, we've expanded, so we've brought on oat cakes. And no, nat- that's a good local kind of product, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they're unique oat cakes because they've got seaweed in them. I don't think you see many sort of with whole seaweed. You can actually see the seaweed. It's not pound up into a pulverised powder. So um, do, you, do you buy that in or do you collect it? We, we buy it in. There's a supplier in Dalkeith that we get it from. Our social outcome primarily is to promote the health benefits of what we call real bread, which is slow fermented, which means that it's fermented like you know the difference between apple juice and cider and, and grape juice and wine. And so all the good things in life are, are fermented, so beer, wine, cheese. Most people don't realise that bread is and has been traditionally a fermented product. So a fermented bread means that it is a sourdough bread, but there's lots of different techniques for for slow fermenting bread. And that's to help make it more digestible and to break down the wheat proteins, which are not digestible to human beings naturally. So in 8,000 years, we've been making bread this way. It's only the last couple of hundred that we've forgotten why we make it that way. And we've got that high incidence of wheat intolerance and gluten intolerance and those sorts of things. So our primary reason is about health benefits. So I, I, I can fully understand that because your bread is some of the few breads I can actually eat. And there's lots of people like that. And we believe it's not just about the ingredients. We use organic ingredients so that we can minimise on additives and pesticide residues and all those sorts of things. But it's primarily the process and how you make it that's important. And we make it with sourdough cultures, which include not just natural yeast, but bacteria, and good bacteria that's good for our gut. And that's missing in a lot of our diet. Now, one of the things that you make a point of doing is not just baking the bread, but also teaching as well. I think you described it as kind of community outreach. What we're about is enabling people to embrace this kind of bread culture and food culture and make it themselves or participate in the making of it or those sorts of things. So we have workshops with school children, we have bread courses with adults, we have family workshops, we do all sorts of things. We have lots of volunteers. Today there's two or three around. We're no slouch when it comes to making bread. So we're making up to 3,000 loaves a week, six days a week. We have eight to ten employees at any one time, mostly local people. So we're all about embracing all sorts of things and and including everybody in what we're doing so that we can just tell everyone about it. (laughs) We're kind of enthusiastic about it. I can tell that. I can imagine, actually, it's quite challenging to have a a party of school kids in here. Oh, very challenging. The the teachers keep them in line, so we depend on the teachers quite a lot. We've got quite a bit of experience with it now, so it's all very orderly, in fact. We march them in, get them around the table, and then we launch into a fairly set presentation and get them involved, get them started making bread straight away. And it's remarkable, once you put some dough in the hands of a child, or even an adult, it tends to slow them down, calm them down, and just 
and they just get absorbed by it. The bread actually helps in that regard. Throw yeah. flour around. Throw flour around. Wheat yeah. grain. Show them where it comes Make from. It show them how to mill it. Those sorts of things. Yeah. We also we um, we've been lucky enough to get the community council funding for two years now. That just funds putting children through. The first year we put 304 school children through the workshops free of charge, basically. It costs us money to do it, and we only charge the costs of it, but that can be prohibitive for families in this area in Leith and all through Edinburgh. So it's important that we can get funding to continue that. It's only a small amount of funding, less than £5 each. But a bit of seed funding is always helpful. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It goes towards the cost of, you know, the kids get a bread kit that they can... um, take home and make their own bread and make a couple of layers to show them their family and show their friends at school. So they take away some of the knowledge that they've learned. And then we just want to try and switch them onto it, you know, that it's something that they can actually do with their hands. And uh, it's not a mystery. Food's not a mystery. So that's partly what we're about. We're trying to pull back the veil of mystery around food because uh, I think people tend to think that it's something they can't do. You know, I've tried making bread, but it's not, you know, I can't do it. I've never had much success with it. Well, we hear that a lot. We do hear a lot of people coming in and wanting to share their stories about how they actually do make bread. And that's partly why we do the courses, to try and connect with those sorts of people and try and spread the message that this is something that you can do yourself with your hands. It's It's not a mysterious sort of thing. Let's look forward a little bit. I mean, you've been going now for five, six years... Where do you want to go? Our, our little little slogan says it all, real bread for everyone. So we'd like everyone to have access to this kind of facility but also be able to get this kind of bread, so the education side as well as the buying the bread if you don't make it yourself, that sort of thing. And as a social enterprise and as a handmade, truly artisan bakery. We can't make very much more than 3,000 loaves a week. That's about the limit. Part of what we want to do and one of our social objectives is to encourage and help and support other communities to have community bakeries. And since no-one owns bread share, it's no skin off our nose to go and help somebody else because it's it's not competitive, it's collaborative. Everything's collaborative. So our overall vision and long-term vision is that Scotland would be covered, dotted with small community bakeries in like this one in Portobello all over the country, supplying and providing the community outreach and engagement and providing the supply of real bread, healthy real bread, to all of the communities across Scotland. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thanks, David.